0: Hello and welcome into another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montilla. Of course, I am your mayor of this bunch of monsters in this joint. This is my vice mayor. He helps me keep everybody in line. He's your thunderstick. It's one and only Jesse Friedman. Of course, we're also joined by our comptroller. Uh, the one and only Jesse Jr. Uh, is here. Great to have him here as well. Jesse, oh, he's looking. He's looking handsome today, that guy.
1: <laughs> uh, yes, Jesse Jr. does have his own shot on today's show. Correct. And for those of you joining us on audio only, you're, you're missing re- that. You're
0: really, you're really missing it's a out. reason to definitely watch the show on YouTube and not just listen <laughs> on the audio side. But you should subscribe everywhere that you can subscribe. Of course, uh, we thank you guys for being here, whether you're on the audio side or whether you're watching us live right now on YouTube. Uh, and we do have some interesting information that's kind of developing uh, about where we can watch some Arizona Diamondbacks games in 2023. Are you saying we have TV news Derek do we have TV well, we have actual TV do news we to I don't today? know because we still have to figure out what this means in regards to uh, what this article from The Athletic is, is stating essentially uh, it would appear that the that Major League Baseball is going to be broadcasting Arizona Diamondbacks games they are one of three teams that MLB will be broadcasting next year what that means remains to be seen as far as the availability and where those games will be broadcast, who they might partner with to broadcast those games. But at least it would appear for 2024 that things may be they, they may remain unchanged as they were once MLB took over uh, the midpoint of last season.
1: Yeah, this this uh, report kind of uh, f- went under the radar a little bit. I think this was found within an article uh, that Evangelic wrote a couple of hours ago. Uh, This article is about um, Rob Manfred making some comments about a half-league streaming service uh, that Rob Manfred hopes Major League Baseball to have up and running by 2025. Uh, It would be difficult, practically, to get digital streaming rights for all 30 teams. So, sounds like, you know, they're hoping for around half the league to be involved. Uh, And it wouldn't just be like MLB.tv. This would be, uh, you know, in-market availability would be a thing. Uh, you know, so if you were if you were in any of those 15 markets, you would be able to watch your team's your team's games as well as the other team's games and uh, outside of your market as well. Um, so that's really what the story was about. But yes, within this story, Evangelic has a line that says yep. that Major League Baseball will broadcast games for the Diamondbacks, the Rockies and the Padres, yep. um, as, as you said earlier. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is sort of a news we've been waiting for 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 a while here. I don't know if it is. Uh, uh as you were alluding to like the uh the full scope of tv news that we'll get this off season there are still some questions to be answered about you know what does availability look like you know if you are a cox subscriber or whatever right. you know what what does this mean practically for you we don't know that entirely yet uh, but major league baseball took over diamondbacks broadcast about midway through last season and it always seemed like you know, the most likely outcome was going to be Major League Baseball just continuing to do that. And now it looks like that is, in fact,
0: what is going to happen. So uh, as it stands right now, it seems likely the d games will be available on MLB.TV in market for $20 per month like they that's were what last they did year. last
1: year yeah last year they had the 1999 uh per month thing which got you in market access to diamondbacks games it wasn't included if you were already an mlb.tv subscriber it was an extra thing you had to pay you could also just buy it as a standalone service without having mlb.tv I assume that that would continue for 2024. That wasn't part of Evangelix's article, but that's the way it was last year. And if MLB is doing it again, I imagine they would probably have something at least very similar in uh, in 2024.
0: There are a lot of things developing. There are a lot of things cooking when it comes to the sports world and streaming services. We do know that uh, the Warner Group and Fox and ESPN are coming together for a new streaming service that will feature... MLB games, and it will be broadcast with all of those services that uh, you might have, whether it's Max or whether it's ESPN Plus or whatever, you'll be able to watch those games there. We also know that Amazon has shown a tremendous amount of interest in bailing out Valley Sports and trying to get them out of this situation, but not just out of the kindness of their hearts. Amazon isn't just some benevolent uh, hero in this situation. They are doing this with the purpose of obtaining streaming rights for whatever sports teams that they can as well right now is a weird time the Bally sports you know situation with a lot of teams in a lot of different leagues not just a major league baseball kind of you know set the market value at a certain amount and then basically which which seemed very high like teams were getting paid a lot of money for their regional sports uh rights and you know of course what ends up happening is is it doesn't work out for Bally uh business wise and that's why they are no longer you know in this game they're trying to do everything they can to get out of it i still find it amazing that like sinclair broadcasting group was able to essentially create diamond sports group and then have it be another extension farther away from them with uh, taking the Bali name and like it all when all is said and done, they paid money for a Bali name, right? That they'll be able to walk away from, but the Bali group, which is still going to be involved in gaming and casinos and hotels and such is still going to take some sort of reputation damage on that whole thing. And they're not involved in any way, shape or form. So, Hey, be careful who you license your name out to kids. That's the lesson (laughs) of today. But uh, more importantly, we need to know where Diamondbacks games are going to be. Uh, There has been no update on exactly what streaming services they will be available or, or if there will be any change it feels like the way that, that mlb took over kind of seamlessly last year is kind of what they would do again this year right like they've created an additional channel everything the the infrastructure is in place for them to continue to broadcast diamondbacks games rockies games and padres games all in the same manner that they did last year which like I said, it was, it was a pretty seamless transition. We didn't really have a lot yeah. of bumps as far as like, oh, hey, where do I watch it now? I know some people suffered from that. I know some people, as we discussed yesterday, are dealing with like the Dish Network thing and couldn't watch games or whatever's going on there. But um, I don't think that was related to this. It's just uh, MLB did, did a good job of, of stepping in and broadcasting these games.
1: Yeah, it was. It, I think it was relatively seamless last year. And yeah, I mean, I think Elise asked a, a good question. I wonder if the D-backs are getting any increased revenue from this uh, or more than uh, you know, when, when Major League Baseball took over last year. That's a really big factor. Like the Diamondbacks, Correct. their TV revenue is is really significant for them. It's something that when we talked with Ken Kendrick a couple months ago, he didn't seem overly concerned about it. He talked about how the Diamondbacks would have a very viable TV deal. Um, but at that point, he talked about a potentially multifaceted approach, um, you know, involving multiple different partners. And I'm not sure if this news necessarily means that that's out of the question. Maybe it's possible for the Diamondbacks to also be partnering with someone else. Yeah, uh, you know, maybe as far as the distribution of of these games uh, is concerned. So. This isn't this isn't necessarily a you know the the, the complete solution from a broadcasting uh, perspective for the Diamondbacks,
0: um, but it, just, the, it seems unlikely. It seems like the the value here is too high for the Diamondbacks to turn to like Arizona Family Sports or, or one of those kind of broadcasting yeah, channels. Yeah, it would that be weird. Like, yeah, if it was a free,
1: if they, if the Diamondbacks were to go um, on like a non-cable, you know, just like a free over-the-air. Uh, situation that would be a little odd at this point because Major League Baseball is asking people to buy a subscription service to have paid access to these games Most likely we assume um, And so that wouldn't really make sense if there was also a free option to watch games yeah. at, at the same time so I'd be pretty surprised if there w- really was a Significant free option when when all is said and done
0: it makes the move to put the Suns on that channel like that much more of a iconic move by Matt Ishbia uh, for people yeah. to to love him as an owner because the Suns also could have been on an option I'm sure where they got more money than maybe that they were getting to this you know getting from this deal yeah. on, on cable on satellite something like that and instead they're broadcasting their games for free you know on on channel 3 which is just it's great because we all we all want to watch our sports we all want to have access to our sports and and I think at the end of the day we want to take some comfort in knowing where those sports are going to be available to us you know the the streaming landscape is changing all the time you know with these companies merging and becoming one changing how much they charge changing what's you know what what's available to them I'm gonna have to watch WWE on on Netflix now Jesse they, they struck a deal with Netflix for like billions of dollars so that's where I got to watch my pro wrestling things are things are changing all the time and I think that's it's realizing that the streaming rights for something like a sports team or even like the WWE, very, very valuable. And especially for a streaming service that needs that kind of anchor, something that you know is going to bring people in every, every day, all the time. You know, Netflix is one of those streaming services, for instance, that you go on there and you can kind of watch everything you've missed out on in like a few weeks and then cancel You know the service and then get it again maybe a little bit down the road like there's there's options like that with some of the streaming services where you can catch up on their content and not need to continue to pay month after month after month for it when there is when your sports team is on that streaming service you have to keep it you have to watch your team there yeah and that's what makes things like these teams you know regional sports streaming rights so valuable
1: yeah i i I will say as far as the the sun situation is concerned i don't find suns broadcasts at least personally to i'm not an expert in this but i don't think they look as good as they used to um the national broadcast in my opinion tends to look better than the Suns. that's fair um you kind of take a step back in terms of in terms of quality when you go that route of just going on the the non-cable at least what we've seen from from them it it, just the the graphics on the screen and whatnot i think the quality is a little bit lower whereas when major league baseball took over diamondbacks broadcast last year think it was actually a step up from what ballet sports arizona had been doing there were there were more camera angles which right. of course we saw um i think a lot of it there's the, the complete product looked looked really good all the way around uh, hey we, we,
0: we have noted suns expert who can't he has to be on every goddamn show today it's espo here to talk more about the suns as if they didn't just have two and a half hours straight of sun's talk. Oh.
2: I didn't talk about the broadcast, for God's sake. I talked about uh, trades. I'm talking about the broadcast. Am I Jesse Jr.? Right yeah, here? now
0: you're Jesse Jr. All right,
1: that's
2: okay. So, uh, so how but,
1: do we feel about Roy Sony? Uh, that's though. not <laughs> what I'm
2: here to talk about. You bring up the broadcast, and
1: yeah, sure. I think
2: you're 100% right. Why the Diamondbacks look so professional and crisp is because MLB used the same exact graphics package and transitions and all that that they used for for MLB stuff on uh, you know and and use that throughout the teams that did that. Right. The Suns created all that in house, yeah. their own music, their own graphics and I think you do take a a step down in that case because for when sure. you're with the Bally's they provide you mm-hmm. here's Here's all the packages. You just tailor it by changing the, you know, the logo and all that. Jacob could probably tell you more, but <laughs> but you tailor those things. So I think you do take a step down. I think that's a valid point in what you gotta think about with that.
0: But when Matt Ishbia does that, right? Like he what he's trying to do at the end of the day is kind of win people over, mm-hmm. like in this transition phase from like one ownership uh group that was very problematic to like him now being the owner, right? So like it, it, there, th- There is the case that the Suns could have probably received more money elsewhere, but they chose to do this as kind of a, a benevolent move in a way.
2: Definitely. I, well, okay. Maybe in the short term. Benevolent, okay. fine. I, I agree. And it's good PR, but this is this is the future. You have a local over-the-air broadcast and a streaming option. Mm-hmm. You take whatever money you're going to get from the local broadcast for the older demo that you're not going to reach with the streaming package. And then you hope that you basically get people used to paying $20 a month, $30 a month to access their team. And it just happens in perpetuity. So then you're taking all that off the top at at that point. This is the future. And he just looked at it and went, let's get in there three, four, five years before the rest of the people do it, get some good PR for it and, uh, and test our fortunes because we can afford to do that. I think my biggest question is, does Ken Kendrick feel like he can do that, or how important was yeah. that money that was coming for ballis that you need to find sure. that sort of thing? It
0: feels fairly important, and, I mean, obviously there's a difference there between the sons and how they fill that building up at the Footprint Center versus, you know, the the attendance at Chase Field at times. Uh, there's a lot of things to be said there, but uh, definitely we, we do know that uh, production can – Take a step down, and we've experienced that with Jacob back here behind the ones and twos with Damon gone. So, we definitely <laughs> we know understand. all about what yeah. it
1: looks like when the production no. crew. Just Damon ever quite set up a Jesse Jr.
0: Oh, Jesse Jr. shot? Let's get that Jesse Jr. shot in real fast. Let's get that. Can you yeah, give no, us a voice for Jesse Jr.? Uh, I, 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 <laughs> no, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I said earlier he probably sound like how hey, you guys something like that, you know, I think very cartoony. But uh I will also say that uh thanks to working here, thanks to working with Jacob and our wonderful producers, we do have an idea of how how much work goes into all of those cool graphics that you do see on screen when yeah. you're watching any sports game, right? The any Suns aren't game.
1: great, but they did get the
0: music right. Yeah, that's true. That's the true. The
1: Bali music got pretty monotonous after it did. a while it did. that sun's music that they have rolling on their broadcasts it does not it does not get old granted yeah, no. it's only been a few months yeah but really, i am not been tired of it it's very classic so. uh
0: also it reminds me of like one time i was watching an nfl game and down on the score bug they just had like a little like light bouncing back and forth like kind of shining on the two teams logos and it infuriated me because i was like some producer had to do that he had to take time <laughs> to make that and for what purpose like it's so just not even something that needed to be done but of course uh hopefully we will see the uh the, the quality not drop off no matter what the option is and and honestly i think with mlb broadcasting at least knowing that in 2024 uh i I, I feel like we're going to just see see the everything kind of be the same as, yeah. as we saw towards, you know, the second half of last year.
1: Yeah, the quality so. is going to be good. Uh, that is That is the big win for sure with Major League Baseball stepping in, as I think you can say with confidence that the quality will be about as good as it can be. Uh, I thought the broadcast looked looked great last year. Yeah.
0: After they took over, they, they really did. Um,
1: we'll see how the pre and post game situation kind of evolves. I know the, those those elements did change a little bit. Yeah, um, uh, after- somebody
0: somebody said that 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 uh, they are out of market and an extra. Uh, they have the extra innings package, and the only thing that really changed was pregame and postgame, yeah. which I think changed for all of us. Right, like they yeah. used to have yeah. a more robust Valley Sports pregame and post-game, and it kind of got reduced down to. Kind of like a ten minute pregame kind of thing. Yeah, and I mean
1: Valley was creating other content too. They would do you know like their, their coffee like thing yeah. and and other stuff. Whereas I yeah I don't know if under Major League Baseball you're going to see quite as much of that. But uh, hey, that's that's why we're here. right? I was
0: going to say I have a solution to that. Us, <laughs> we can be your pregame and postgame. So make sure to keep it locked right here. Uh, a great way to do that is to become a diehard because if you do, you can join us tonight at seven p.m in the discord lounge where I will be hosting the very first edition of squeeze play. We got three contestants. They are going to be competing for a free t-shirt of their choosing from the phnxlocker.com. Uh, and the questions are absurd. So get ready for some fun. Uh, should I, should I give them one of the questions now so the guys can kind of prepare? Cause I don't know if they're here or not, but oh, um, Cogs is here. Cogs is here. So I'm going to give, if you are here and you're playing in the tonight's game Cogs, I'm going to give you one of my questions is, Who is the least problematic host at PHNX? Mm. It's not Jesse. That's, I'll tell you that. But of course, (laughs) uh, you'll get all of this wonderful content that we're offering and everybody has to offer. They were just doing a Discord uh, chat with Flex and Espo just a minute ago. So join us today over at gophnx.com. Become a member. You get all Jesse's. Uh, written content, you get access to our discord lounge, you get discounts with our partners, discounts to our events and so much more. So sign up today. Of course, another great place to check out is our friends at some where you can go to some and get, uh, some amazing Mexican food. They were voted Arizona's most loved Mexican restaurant. They have party platters. They have everything you need, uh, to, to feed you, your family, uh, your friends, everything. Uh, and also they have a very convenient drive through some incredible breakfast options, some amazing coffee. Uh, you can go there all day long. So make sure to check out their locations throughout the Valley and in Flagstaff. You're never far from delicious time-tested Sonoran-style recipes, lovingly prepared since 1986. You can check out their newest locations in Goodyear, Peoria, and the one up by me on I-17 and Joe Max. Or visit Samburos.com to find one near you. And I have to say it that way every single time now because Jesse, like... Out accented me the other day, and I can't let that happen. So uh, I, d-
1: I have that. I, I don't know much Spanish, but he nails it. So, the yeah. words that I do know, it's I good. say them yeah. properly, correctly, yeah. which I feel like I get more props for than I should because. It's Part of learning the language, it is. You don't get to like it, is you don't get this to man? Like this English man has studied abroad,
0: everything. so of course, you know, you know for sure that he knows what he's talking about, but yeah,
1: clearly, because I studied abroad for one semester, <laughs> one semester. In, in Budapest, Hungary. <laughs> that
0: means I am the expert on all, all time, accents um, of all languages and so. time tested snoring food. You know, you're definitely <laughs> our expert, but uh, let some boros cater your next meal, big or small, order online or find one near you by visiting someboros.com. Uh, OG's brands, by the way, another great way uh, for you to relax. Uh, they have amazing product line, uh, and if you're not just, like, I'll tell you this much, sometimes you're not looking just to relax, right? Some people, I've had people tell me like, uh, those, those edibles, they make me so sleepy. They put me to sleep. Check out a sativa from our friends at OG's. Those sativas can sometimes give you a little pep, uh, maybe some energy, maybe a little happiness in your life. Uh, they have all sorts of different strains to try, and they have all sorts of different uh, options for you, including their Sleep Edition gummies if you are looking to get a great night's sleep. So make sure to check out everything they have to offer. To learn more about OG's gummies and where you can find them, head on over to ogsbrands.com right now um Derek, our, what? before you get into your next subject can we just talk about something that i noticed
1: somebody point out in the chat what's that jesse's wearing a hat
0: mm. i am wearing a hat it's a phoenix on hat.
1: they asked yeah. if it was the first time jesse's ever worn a hat on the show it is not it the is first it time. is not the first time no. but it has been a while yeah and, and it is partially because i just got a haircut recently mm-hmm. and, and he doesn't and like it they they just—they just, like were just cutting hair yeah. and cutting more hair, oh, wow. and I was wondering if I was going to have any hair by the end of it. Um, it. It's a
0: horrifying experience to watch in in real well, time. Once as you're they sitting there once in the chair.
1: they start cutting right. off entirely too much in one area, you know you that can't it has really to, tell. Them they got to stop at that point, out. yeah. Um, and so I thought about wearing a hat earlier in the week, but at that point, I had such a small amount of hair that it would have just straight up looked like I was bald. So now we've we've reached the point. Where there's at least enough that kind of peeks through. I've learned something about Jesse so this bad. week. Yeah,
0: he thinks it's important that hair peeks out of the back of your hat for some reason. Not uh, the back necessarily. Or, or the just sides. Like, the, like the sides, the fr-
1: Like just I've some, never, somewhere. At I've least never for me in my personally. life
0: felt like that was a necessity in order to not know if someone was bald, but I don't. <laughs> I uh, my hairline is 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 getting worse by the day so what do I know about but you have facial hair though
1: I, I do feel like it's it's different it's it's a little it's a little bit different
0: yeah and my facial hair uh used to be used to be a darker color before i start doing this show with you uh, and it went gray very fast it went gray extremely fast mostly during the lockout but anyway
1: jesse jr can be a little <laughs> he's, you know, a, little he's, a, little, he's so. a little extra
0: yeah well, for I mean, sure uh well we do have to pose one question because we have information coming out now that uh our beloved backup catcher that we uh just like just like me with J.D. Martinez, it was a certainty he was going to be a part of this team. Uh, Gary Sanchez has signed with the Brewers on a one-year $7 million deal with a mutual option for a second year. Uh, and we do have to ask the question if the Diamondbacks will regret not signing Gary Sanchez there uh, on a one-year $7 million deal. That seems like a fairly good value for a guy that could have solved more than one problem for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah
1: yeah absolutely uh we talked about gary sanchez and i think someone someone brought it up on a mailbag question one day and i was like yeah i like it as long as like if the diamondbacks had gotten jd martinez gary sanchez was probably a little unnecessary at that point i mean he still could have been your backup catcher but you're maybe shooting a little higher there than you need to but if the diamondbacks were getting a left-handed designated hitter which they ultimately wound up doing in jock peterson Gary Sanchez made a lot of sense. He can, you know, he can back up Gabby Moreno and he can also take some of those DH at bats against lefties or he could catch against lefties and like Gabby Moreno get some DH at bats. Uh, I think it made sense all the way around. He ultimately goes to the Brewers one year, $7 million. There's a mutual option apparently uh, for 2025 in there as well. I think it made a lot of sense for the Diamondbacks and I'm still very curious to see how that spot shakes out for them. Yeah. Like who's DHing against lefties? What is that? What does that ultimately look like? Because right now the the options that they have there are not particularly inspiring at at the moment.
0: Well, and the Brewers already have William Contreras at catcher, right? So why do you have to do that? <laughs> I have to say it like I have to say it like Bert, um, and he's a very good catcher offensively. Like he, he it, it's kind of. At times, one of those situations with Gabby Moreno felt like, okay, well, we have our catcher, so we really don't need that good of a backup. But yeah. Gabby isn't going to play every single game. Like we said, ideally, you would like to see Gabby probably get like f- close to 40 games off during the season, and that's not that's no just a handful of games. That's a lot of games that, in theory, you would like to see him not behind the plate. So it would be great to have somebody like Sanchez, who, like I said earlier, solves a couple of different issues for you. When you see the Brewers go after him um, and and have him backing up a guy that slashed 289, 367, 457 last year with a five point four 5.44, then yeah. you, you, you kind of think, like, well, that, I mean, again, the Brewers aren't going to have William Contreras uh, start, you know, all 162 games. So, like, right. you do need that guy. You also have him as that DH option as well with slashing what he did against lefties. So, like... I don't know. There's a lot to like there. The value seems fairly good at $7 million for one season. Like, that does not seem like you're asking too much. And also, like you said, they didn't get J.D. Martinez. So this guy now completely complements their lineup versus, you know, before it would have been a little bit redundant to have two guys that were probably going to have similar you know slash lines both with the same you know strengths
1: yeah i think like just as a backup catcher gary sanchez like that's maybe a little a little overkill i don't know if he would have been interested in a role like that sure. like oh i'm gonna play 40 games great yeah um but yeah i mean gary sanchez hit 267 304 680 against lefties last year if you can get that guy in your lineup against it lefties win. on a, on a it pretty win. much everyday basis That's really big. I mean, the alternatives that the Diamondbacks have in that spot right now, you know, you're talking about Emmanuel Rivera. uh, uh, We Daniel Rivera, get it right. You're (laughs) talking about, you know, Kevin Newman, potentially, if if he makes the team, who did have good numbers against lefties last year. But neither of those guys are, you know, I'm not so sure that Gary Sanchez can have a thousand OPS again against lefties this upcoming year. But neither of those guys are on his level, in my opinion, In terms of what what you'd expect offensively against lefties so it would have been a a significant improvement um it also i think i think you just feel better like in games where gabby moreno sits entirely if he's on the bench you know and not not in there as a dh or anything yeah um yeah that's i think you feel better about gary sanchez being you know in the lineup still in those games as opposed to a tucker barnhart or jose herrera we saw last year how big um you know of a disparity there was between Uh, Gabby Moreno and Jose Herrera and um, as a result of that how you know the Diamondbacks record in games with with Gabby Moreno versus games with one of their backup catchers in there was an enormous difference there and I don't know if the difference would be that drastic necessarily going forward but I think it's important for you know for any team to have a a viable backup catcher, like yeah. not just someone, you know, from AAA, you can kind of plug in there, but look, someone who has experience and can hit
0: a little bit and look what um, happened last year, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> look what happened last year. How like not not only was it incredibly uh, like insightful like, or, or like, you know, just forecasting the 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 potential to have Gabriel Moreno be the player he was last year, just to make that trade and and have that done prior to Carson Kelly being injured was was like Mike Hazen could see the future. You know what I mean? Like that that's a completely different situation because if they attempt to make a trade like that after Carson Kelly is injured, teams will know that they have the Diamondbacks in in a in a position of of being able to take advantage of them a little bit. They're desperate. Yeah. They need a catcher at that point. You're not going to get Gabriel Moreno and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. in a trade. I think that trade was only going to happen in the offseason. Oh, well, no, no, but I'm just saying, like, let's say hypothetically Carson Kelly was injured in the offseason and they knew that they would need to make a move for a a catcher because they weren't going to have Kelly to start the season. Just in general, if, if the information was out there that the Diamondbacks have lost their starting catcher due to injury and now they're trying to pursue one, it allows other teams to be a little bit more, you know, it, sure. it, it allows the Diamondbacks to not be in a real position to negotiate well with with other teams. But now, I mean, you know, of course, they, they, they're not in a great position should anything happen to Gabriel Moreno, right? Like, now they do need to be thinking about that because it isn't just a handful of games. It's a lot of games that he could start. Uh, and, I mean, in this case, Gary Sanchez would have probably been in there in every lineup against lefties, so probably would have been starting you know, at least just as DH for that purpose alone, close to 30% of the Diamondbacks games right there.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, he would have gotten a, a decent amount of playing time and uh, there, there was some question on, at least on my end uh, going into this for him of like, is, is Gary Sanchez willing to take a role where he is clearly the backup catcher and, you know, not like the, I mean, he had a, he had a good season last year, all things considered. It was, uh, it was a bit of a roller coaster ride for him. He was on a few different teams, but he wound up being a really big factor on that Padres team. He was Blake Snell's personal catcher. Yeah. The guy who won the, won the Cy Young Award, uh, made some enormous strides defensively. His defensive metrics were actually quite good in 2023. So coming off that, I was like, I don't know if Gary Sanchez is you know wanting to back up for... Uh, for for someone and right. and it turns out he was okay with that as yeah. long as you know in Milwaukee they're in a similar position as the Diamondbacks where they do have some DH opportunity available and uh, he's he's gonna he's gonna be able to to
0: contribute there as well. Castle Freeland with a great point says the thing that bothers me about Sanchez is he has a three oh four on base percentage versus left handed pitching despite sure. hitting two sixty seven despite having a six eighty slugging percentage right like that's that's crazy but um, yeah I I mean. I, I view that it like Gary Sanchez
1: isn't a perfect player. I'm not, I'm not saying you get Gary Sanchez to hit third against lefties, but. You know, you can put up with a 304 on base percentage in the six or 7 spot in your lineup. Yeah. If that guy is also slugging seven hundred. Like that's okay. You're willing. you're willing to you're willing to make that trade
0: off. Well what what um, what does your lineup look like if Gary Sanchez was in there?
1: Yeah, I think he would probably he would probably hit seventh, most likely. It would be, you know, it'd be Cattell and and Carroll in some order at the top. Yep. Gabby Moreno maybe in the three hole as he was toward the end last year against lefties. I like that. Uh, Christian Walker cleanup, uh, Lourdes Gurriel in the five hole, Eugenio Suarez hit six. That's a pretty top, that's a pretty formidable top six in the lineup against lefties. Yep. Um, and then I think it'd be Gary Sanchez in, in the seventh spot. And yeah, there might be some regression in his performance against lefties. Uh, the on-base percentage isn't going to be great, but there's still in my mind a big difference between Gary Sanchez and... And um, you know uh, an Emmanuel Rivera, a, a Kevin Newman, someone sure. you don't really know what you're going to get out of, um, as well as the ability to have him as your backup catcher in general, as opposed to uh, you know a Tucker Barnhart or, or a Jose Herrera, just someone with more experience and and more uh, more hitting, more hitting ability. Um, and to Castle Freeland's other other point um about you know the issue of you don't want to take moreno out of the lineup against lefties in the first place that that wouldn't be part of this at all moreno absolutely should be in the lineup against lefties every single day but you can have one of those guys catch and one of those guys dh so it would be it would be both of them in there together in my mind that's that's kind of the the ideal fit
0: um but we're not we're not going to get that uh the diamondbacks opted not not to make that move So we're sad. And if we're asking if the Diamondbacks will regret not signing Gary Sanchez, the answer most likely is yes. Um, But hopefully not too much. Hopefully uh, they find some sort of option to back up Moreno and, and maybe it could be an option similar to Sanchez that kind of can fill some of those needs. There's just not a lot of guys available on, on the free agency yeah, market. Yeah, after
1: Sanchez, there's not a ton available in terms of backup catchers. It would need so to be it, through a trade. Which yeah, it, it might it might be. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Tucker Barnhart or Jose Herrera. Yeah. Those guys just kind of fighting it out. And, um, you know, we interviewed, I, I like we interviewed Tucker, Tucker Barn- Barnhart. Like he's, Tucker a, a he's a great guy yeah. who has, you know, definitely has an ability to build rapport with pitchers. That's a really important thing, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, if he can get the offense uh, just turned up like a, a slight notch from from where it was last year, he, he wouldn't be a terrible option in, in that spot by,
0: by any means. Well, now that we know where Gary Sanchez landed, we know where Blake Snell will land. So that's an inevitability that now Snell will sign with the Brewers. That's, uh, of course, the truth. <laughs> that seems Elise, a little far-fetched. I'm just but... <laughs> going with it. Well, Elise brings up there in the comment, she says it's uh, uh, the Snell comment. Scroll back up there a little bit, Jacob, if you don't mind. His, my, his mouse is Yeah,
2: my mouse, my mouse definitely He's died saying. in the middle of the yeah. show. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Elise said it's still wild that Snell and Monty are unsigned less than a week away from catchers reporting. And, uh, yeah, it is still. It is, it is wild. It is very wild. Uh, Scott Boras' clients, uh, the top four free agents, still remain unsigned, essentially, and they're all Scott Boras' clients. So, yeah, that's I great. feel like I was thinking about this with, with at least Cody
1: Bellinger the other day. It seems abundantly clear to me. This is my speculation, but I feel very confident in saying that Cody Bellinger is just not Scott Boris is just not getting what he wants right now. Like he's shooting for the 200 million dollars over, you know, eight, 10 years. He wants the big deal. Cody Bellinger, his surface stats were really good last year, Um, but it's just not just not out there for him right now. I think a lot of teams are looking at the underlying numbers with a guy like Bellinger and being like, we're not going to be the team that gives him, you know, gives him 200 million dollars. Uh, maybe Bellinger lands on a more incentive laden, shorter term deal. When when all is said and done, he goes out there for another year and, and tries to you know prove it with better underlying numbers and you know try to get a, a bigger deal next offseason or something. And maybe that's not just the case with Bellinger. Maybe you know Matt Chapman certainly has his you know he's an excellent defender, but offensively didn't hit much after the beginning of the season. Uh, Blake Snell there's the whole walks narrative like all these players kind of have their own little flaw built in maybe not so little flaw uh, well that I imagine that, is, that's is holding up
0: the market for them that flaw also is the size of the contracts that they want right right teams right now are hesitant to give that kind of money long term to a guy uh, that again we've seen it in baseball quite a bit that doesn't live up to those kind of contracts and uh, I think it's weird though because there are teams committing huge amounts of money to players that play in Japan and trusting that they will the they're, you know that they will be able to be that level of a player here in Major League Baseball and they're probably not wrong about that but it's funny that they're willing to trust that yet they don't want to trust the current Cy Young you know winner to to be a guy that you give a long term deal to. It's understandable, though. Like you said, some of the numbers yeah. definitely point to, like, a regression coming up. And the last thing you want to do is sign some guy to a huge deal that then becomes a league average player after that. Right? So, yeah, uh, I, I get it.
2: Does the, that does that give D-backs fans hope for Zach Gallen?
0: A little bit, maybe. I mean, I don't know, though, because pitchers tend to be, you know, uh, p- pitchers tend to be viewed differently based on their age and and things like that. I think Zach Gallon will just be at that perfect period in his career for him to receive that big contract. But yeah, I mean you're right. There there is some hope there. There is some hope that Scott Boris is maybe uh maybe continues to ask too much and maybe his guys continue to remain on the market and perhaps that changes something.
1: I think I think Gallen is gonna be a much more maybe not much more, but definitely a more attractive free agent. Yeah. Than Blake Snell is right it's now. It's the
0: consistency, man. Blake I mean, Snell, this,
1: literally, yeah. He just won the Cy Young, but Blake Snell had an ERA over four a couple years ago. Yeah. Which, granted, I guess Zach Gallon did too. But um, Zach Gallon,
0: okay. Like one thing that made me instantly fall in love with Zach Gallen, which I'm, that I'm not alone in this, is the fact that he came in, he set that record for starts in a career with giving up three earned runs or less. That is like, uh, it's not perfect. Like three earned runs every game. That's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination but what it is is consistent and you knew what you were getting out of him and it felt like this was a guy that was going to come in and was going to give you that every single start that he went out eventually he came back down to earth right and eventually he was not that consistent but that consistency I think is is one thing that a lot of pitchers are missing you look at their numbers from season to season they go up and down dramatically they've had great years they've had bad years and sometimes guys especially in baseball will continue to get paid a lot of money for having one really good season because everybody thinks that they're going to get back to that level. Sure, you know, uh, even if even if they do regress
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean gallon gallon just threw 210 innings not counting the playoffs I mean Blake Snell has never thrown more than 180.2 which happened back in 2018. He was at 180 in, in 2023 uh, gallon will be a year younger uh, than Blake Snell is right now um, and Gallon is not likely to have led the league in walks in in his walk year. Um, So yeah, I mean, not to say that Snell is not a desirable free agent yeah. uh, by any means, but Gallon just doesn't have like any any real flaw. Like there's no it's, he pitches deep into games. His ERAs are consistently low. His peripherals are consistently strong. Yeah, he had the one kind of off year in 2021 where he was hurt on you know several different occasions. But outside of that, he's he's really been the model of
0: consistency. Uh, Elise says no other city can let Zach live out his golfer dreams mm-hmm. at the waste management that's open at like Phoenix that's a can. Fair point. Yeah. Uh Jacob, do we still have that picture in the queue, or is that in the away? other computer? But I can uh, get it into this one well, if you want. <laughs> if I was available, I just I did want to see the mascots pointing and laughing at Zach missing a uh, putt because a four foot putt. That was that's part of it as well. Yeah, uh, the athletic we're just becoming we're becoming an athletic podcast right now oh it is in there let's go let's throw that guy up on screen there we go yeah living his dreams they
2: need to stop he does not look like he's living a dream right
0: there living his dreams
2: (laughs) he looks like he's very angry it's
0: hard enough to miss a putt like that when you are by yourself yeah i mean you want to throw your club when you're with your buddies let alone when you're out there in front of all of these people and whatever the hell that what is that fiesta bowl mascot is it a sun what is yeah, he doing? Yeah, I can't, I can't remember it his name. terrifying. I don't want my mascots to scare me. <laughs> spirit. Spirit?
2: Yeah, yeah that sounds he's about spirit. right.
0: He's horrifying. Yeah, Spirit sounds like something from a horror movie that we'd call it. But anyway, uh, like I said, we are becoming an athletic podcast now, basically, because uh, they did publish their rankings or, or their grades of all of the team's offseason moves. And the Arizona Diamondbacks received a B on their offseason, i think that that's what a lot of people watching the show that voted in your in your vote uh felt like i felt like b was the most popular answer especially after the jock peterson move so um yeah i think we we're spot on I, I really don't that that's not terrible i feel like they were very close to an a and i think yeah when all is sudden said and done uh maybe jock peterson makes people you know, eat their words a little bit. And maybe he proves to them that picking him up wasn't a, I feel like his attitude is already in a, you know, a great place as far as, you know, the things he said in his introductory interview and, and everything like that. But yeah, like Cog says, B plus feels about right. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not too <laughs> mad about what they did. I just think that again, they're, they're maybe, maybe a Jorge Soler instead of a Jock Peterson would have been the thing to get him an A outside of that. Yeah. They, they've done everything that they needed to accomplish this off season.
1: I think I have them in an A-. minus. That's probably what I would give them personally. Um, yeah, getting a Soler or, or a Martinez, that probably would have would have pushed them into A-plus a+ territory for me. But it's still been an excellent offseason for the Diamondbacks for sure. It's, it's so
0: crazy where we are from last offseason. You yeah. know what I mean? Like there were still so many questions about this roster. If guys were going to live up to their potential, you know, who was going to play, are we going to see – Gabriel Moreno play regularly and things like that. What kind of guys Lord is going to be in the contract year? Like they, they all kind of stepped up and, and exceeded our expectations. But now you have the diamondbacks becoming a very complete team this off season.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think if you go back to the beginning of the off season and kind of what we were expecting the team to do, they've far exceeded yes. that. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. I mean, we were talking, there was a report from Nick Bacoro early in the off season that the team had around 20 million dollars to spend and so we were trying to figure out like all right how do you get a starting pitcher an outfielder a dh like there's a lot of yeah. a lot of boxes to yeah. check for 20 million dollars and the team ultimately spent uh, far beyond that right? right i mean eduardo rodriguez like if you if i had told you at the beginning of the offseason that the diamondbacks were getting eduardo rodriguez you might not have even had to hear much more to at least give them a beat for the offseason. Yeah. Like Eduardo Rodriguez is a better starting pitcher than I think we were really expecting the team to be able to get. And not only did they do that, uh, but they got Eugenio Suarez, who's a perfectly um, you know, a perfectly solid option at third base. even of this... projections be damned. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, they brought back Lourdes Gurriel, which is another thing we didn't really expect them to, nope. to want to yeah, spend exactly. that money. So there was going to be
0: another need that they were going to have to fill as well. And where were they going to get someone to replace Lourdes considering that he was a top five outfielder available in the free agency market? Like, yeah. how do you replace that production of a top five outfielder of of what is available out there
1: yeah anyone anyone calling it a b i think got a little bit greedy honestly uh at least at (laughs) least like i mean say what you will of like how much mlb owners should be spending like you know the diamondbacks should have spent 60 million or whatever i'm not here to comment on that but um but yeah in terms of like what was a realistic outcome for the team the diamondbacks did far more than what really any of us i think saw happening and uh yeah, it's gotta be at least uh at least uh I could maybe see a B plus, but I I would I would probably go a minus uh for me personally.
0: All right. Well, we do uh wanna give a shout out to our friends over at BetMGM Sportsbook. Uh if you are going to be watching the Super Bowl like all of us are this weekend, make sure to get down on the Bet MGM Sportsbook app. Of course, uh, you can get down all those wonderful prop bets, uh, and you can also get some uh, free bonus bets from us by signing up and using our code of PHNX. Deposit at least $5 into your newly created account. Place a wager in that amount of $5 or more at a standard odds price, and once you have done so, you will receive $158 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager. And remember, we ride with Blue Gatorade. So sign up right now for BetMGM and use that bonus code of PHNX. Once you place your first sportsbook wager through the sportsbook mobile application for at least $5, you will receive $158 instantly and additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details and now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer
1: gambling. Problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the US call 877-HOPE&Y or text HOPE&Y 467-369 New York. Call 1-800-327-5050 Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800 next Arizona. 1-800 bets off Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan. 200-981-0023 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York Nevada, Ontario or Puerto Rico.
0: Puerto Rico. And that was Damon, not Shane. That was I don't even Damon. know where I don't even know where Shane How is anymore. How dare you dare I know that's How dare you. Shane is with Damon oh i mean they're in vegas so what you're saying is shane is one of damon's dogs bark, woof, bark. Woof. all right uh also uh we thank you guys for being here right now on PHNX and exports youtube channel if you haven't subscribed to the channel yet do so now drop us a like we always appreciate you doing that uh make sure you sign up for notifications that way you don't miss when any of our wonderful shows go live Because sometimes we just go live at 3 o'clock instead of 1 o'clock like we're supposed to. So uh, make sure to sign up uh, and do all that. If you're listening on the audio podcasting side, make sure you subscribe there as well. Leave us a review. We always appreciate those five-star reviews. Uh, Big shout-out to Desert Financial Credit Union because I, uh, once again, living in a home and it wouldn't be possible without them i don't know if i could afford a home anymore it's very difficult to to afford a home in today's market but desert financial credit union can definitely help you there uh, they offer checking and savings accounts mortgages loans credit cards investment options and so much more they have your best interests in my mind and they have our community's best interest in mind for more than 84 years desert financial has been arizona's largest most trusted local credit union so uh, when you open a free checking account online right now you can get two hundred dollars. In bonuses, get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. All right, Jesse. Well, we know Corbin Carroll is our MVP, and there's no doubt about that. But there's a good chance that in 2024, uh, Corbin Carroll could once again be an MVP candidate like he was at several points last season, it felt like. Like I felt like his name was realistically starting to come up yeah, as a real MVP candidate. Uh, And, you know, MLB.com was discussing today some dark horse candidates. As far as they were concerned, they did list Corbin Carroll as being one of the contenders for the National League MVP award. But it does seem like there are some uh, definitely some big names in his way now that could potentially prevent that. Uh, Mookie Betts, obviously, Uh, Ronald Acuna. We now have Shohei Ohtani in the National League. So that's fun. And uh, Fernando Tatis was another one of their Candidates that they could see definitely winning most valuable player. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, again, I don't know if the Diamondbacks need one single MVP candidate. Like, I know that sounds silly to say that, but I'm just saying, like, the Diamondbacks are a team right now that are constructed to have a bunch of guys give a really good, you know, put up some really good numbers, put up some really good performances and win at a team level. It doesn't mean Corbin Carroll couldn't get recognized for that, but I just also could kind of see how some of these other guys are going to be that superstar level for their team, whereas Corbin is probably going to be right there with the likes of Cattell Marte and such, even on his own team, potentially. But how 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 can he stand out, and what can he do next year to improve on a really good rookie season that might get his name up there for, for an MVP?
1: Yeah, I mean, there, there was a point, as, as you said. I mean, there was a point during the 2023 season where Corbin Carroll was very much uh in the thick of the NL MVP conversation. Granted it was earlier in the season, it was in the first half, uh, you know, he, he wasn't quite as good in, in July and August. No one on the Diamondbacks was very good that's in, very in those true. months. Um but yeah, I mean he he really showed in the first couple months of the year that he could he could be right up there with with anyone uh in in this sport. And I, I do think that's the case. I, I do think that Corbin has the ability to at least contend for the mvp award on a year in year out basis in terms of actually winning the thing i think he's probably gonna have to hit a few more homers uh 25 is is i mean excellent uh but to win the mvp award you probably want to be somewhere in in the 30s yeah um rbi as much as you know uh, there's not as many people looking at the traditional baseball stats anymore I do think that matters some. I'm not sure that he could win with 76 RBI like he had last year. Um, you know, it's going to it's gonna have to to be probably considerably higher than that. Uh, and part of that is just a matter of where he's hitting in the lineup. I mean, if Corbin Carroll is hitting the leadoff spot, it might be hard for him to drive in, you know, 100 runs or, or something like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's... I think it's possible. Like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't
0: rule it out. Um he's most likely he's going to have to do it, like you said, maybe getting to that 30 home run mark. That's not that far off from where he was last yeah, year. If right? he could so, get
1: like 30, 35 homers, if the RBIs can jump up a little bit.
0: Forty stolen bases. Yeah, wins above replacement
1: <clears throat> is always going to be is always going to be king. So yeah. you know, I mean I mean not, none of these other these other stats, like if you have a decent lead in wins above replacement. I think you can win you know you can win the MVP award even if you know Matt Olson hits 48 home runs and you're in the mid30s yeah. or something. So he doesn't have to lead in everything, but probably needs some gains in those areas um, and then he just needs to probably lead the league in war. It seems like that's kind of the, yeah. the baseline requirement to,
0: to win the award. Yeah it's going to be difficult, but again, yeah, uh, it's one of those things that maybe maybe if we, maybe if we put a draft pick. At, as an, as a prize for winning the MVP, maybe then Corbin Carroll would do it, right? Because <laughs> he doesn't want to do it just for just for personal, you know, acclaim, personal acknowledgement. There has to be something to help his ball club and the franchise in the future on the line. So that maybe we dangle something like that in front of him, and that can get him that across the finish line. Uh, I think Corbin, of course, is going to continue to be an incredible player, and I, it's it's kind of weird when you talk about being guilty or being greedy about the. what we what we got as far as uh, the the offseason and free agency I feel like it's greedy to ask for more of Corbin Carroll than what he did last year in a a historic rookie season where he won the National League Rookie of the Year but again it it is going to take a little bit more than that in order for him to be considered the MVP Uh, it's not it's just not necessity the Diamondbacks if the Diamondbacks get out of Corbin Carroll what they got out of him last year we're all going to be thrilled with that, and this team is going to be definitely on the path to success for sure. But uh, yeah, can can I can't wait to watch baseball. I just can't wait to watch baseball today. It was ter- the weather was terrible outside today. Yeah, and luckily Jesse hit me up with some good news by telling me that the forecast for next week when pitchers and catchers report. Much much nicer. It looks lovely. It's sunny like, it's 75 degrees.
1: degrees like every day. Let's for,
0: go. Yeah, it's gonna be it's
1: gonna be great. Uh, I think cogs does make a good point on this uh, War means Corbin needs defensive that's value. Great, that's a great I do. Player. I yeah. do think there's there's quite a bit of room for improvement in that area Gotta Not to say cutoff, he was, not, not to say that he was a bad defender last year his range was well above average, but we all know it He doesn't have a very good arm And that kind of nullifies the defensive value he adds with his wheels, his ability to just, you know, get to a lot of balls like the guys can't. So finding a way to bring more value defensively, whether it be, you know, improving his arm just a little bit. I don't know how much he can realistically improve in that area Um, or just like becoming an absolute monster in terms of getting to everything. I mean, theoretically, with Corbin Carroll's speed and athleticism, it feels like, it feels like he. I mean, I'm not sure. There's a there's a ball that you know other guys can get to that, that Corbin also also uh, you know couldn't right. Like yeah. Corbin should be able to be basically near the top of the league in terms of defensive range if he can find a way to really uh, make strides in that
0: area. That that could help a lot. Speaking of the weather being beautiful next week and getting out and seeing pitchers and catchers reporting uh, the Arizona Lottery is introducing a unique new ticket promotion called Arizona Adventure. And there are three ways to play and win big in this promotion. One way is to play with the Arizona Adventure Lottery tickets featuring three iconic landscapes from around Arizona. And these tickets can have prizes up to $50,000. But you can also check in at Geo Located Adventures at 10 destinations across the state. And that that's what gets me excited about it. I love the idea of going on a little, little, little geocache adventure, Jesse. And, of course, there's all sorts of different locations here for you to check in at. Uh, you can visit azadventure.com for details and directions on how to get to these locations and how to check in. Once you do uh, at Destination Coordinates on the website, you can also enter tickets online for a chance to win $1 million in cash and Arizona travel prizes. So do not miss out. Arizona Lottery is not just about playing games but, uh, and winning prizes. It's also about giving back to the state and its communities. Take an adventure with the Arizona Lottery. Visit azadventure.com for more information on how you can take an adventure with the Arizona Lottery for a chance to win $1 million in cash and Arizona travel prizes. Well, we still don't know if there is an illegal Pete's in Las Vegas, so we have no idea how Damon is doing. Jacob said he's fine. I don't believe that. I don't think he's fine. I don't. I know, like when he doesn't spend enough time at Illegal Pete's, he definitely wilts away and gets very sad and pale. It's incredible, but uh, that's only because Illegal Pete's has the best patio to eat uh, on. It has the best stuff. It has best, strongest margaritas. It has the most irresistible bowls, tacos, salads, burritos, nachos, the reverse nachos still haven't tried that. feel like I'm missing out myself, but the more that they talk about it, the more I need to check out the reverse nachos. Of course, there's the pipe and hot queso, uh, custom cocktails, beers, uh, legal pizzas, everything you want it's a fast uh fast casual dining environment but it has everything you need to enjoy a meal with your friends uh, or your co-workers so take advantage of illegal pete's weekly deals kick the monday blues with three dollar margaritas all day long or ease your way back into the week with two dollar tacos every tuesday do you work in healthcare or education because if you do you can take your team to lunch at illegal pete's every tuesday and enjoy buy one get one free entrees and don't forget to unwind after a long day at their happy hour with 3 p.m to 8 p.m out happy hour happening every single day illegal pizza is your go-to spot for burritos buddies and beer well that's all I got um I'm glad I made it through the show because I'm still um a little hungover from pro wrestling last night at at the Footprint Center, but uh Footprint Center remains an incredible venue. By the way, uh, <laughs> that's why Jesse's wearing the hat. He's a big fan of the Suns. We're also well, a, Suns, it's a big. It's a big day for the Suns. It is a big right? day for the Suns. Royce We're also O'Neil, a Suns big podcast, fan. right? Big, so big
1: fan of Royce O'Neill. Solid pickup. Oh,
0: he's going to add a lot of defensive value to that team, and this he's is why a lot of defensive value. We are a PHNX Suns Junior Podcast, so. If you want to hear more about this, I mean, get down on the audio show, which we're just going to talk about sons the whole time. That's all. Yeah, we're, we're going, going to, to
1: explain about. how Royce O'Neill is is like the Geraldo Perdomo equivalent <laughs> for the Phoenix Suns. So My. stay stay tuned. <laughs> yeah,
0: stay tuned for that. <laughs> In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. This maniac next to me is at Jesse N. Friedman. Of course, Father Overlord Jacob is can be found. On, that's that's. That's Jesse Jr. We we refuse to let him have a, a Twitter account. because He probably needs a Twitter he account. He does not need he? a Twitter account. It's a terrible place. I don't want my baby boy on there. But you can follow <laughs> Faj at Jacob underscore Franklin 4 because he is the fourth best Jacob Franklin and known in, in existence. But, of course, our show is at PHNX underscore Dbacks And all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys so much for stopping by. We will see you tomorrow. Uh, we hope you have a wonderful day. And in the meantime, kids, uh, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you actually get Gary Sanchez for $7 million a year.